0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come, Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Season 4, Episode 319 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come, Follow Me materials, studying uh, in the books of Jonah and Micah in the week of November the 21st to November the 27th. And today, uh, we're going to conclude today uh, our week's study uh, in Micah chapter 6, focusing on uh, what Micah speaks about, what the Lord requires of us. Um, so, yeah, we've gone from Micah 7, I'm going to step back to Micah 6 now, just to finish off. There's some very uh, fascinating verses in verses 1 to 8 uh, that we're going to have a look at. And I'm going to start in verse 4, where it says, For I brought thee up out of the land of Egypt, and redeemed thee out of the house of the servants. And I sent before thee Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Um, so the Lord is reminding the people of what he has done for them. He's reminding them of how he saved them. And and often, uh, when the, when prophets and people speak after the time of Moses, they refer back to how they were in bondage, how they were saved. And this example with the Egyptians is a very often pointed to, um, example of how the people have been saved and were saved out of bondage. So I think that's an important beginning point to make. But then, uh, he moves on and he talks about how, um, in verse 6, uh, what the people, what the Lord will want uh, as, a, as a, not a payback, but uh, because of this, the many great things, including uh, the salvation from Egypt, um, how or what the Lord what, or what expects of them. In verse 6 it says, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings of, of a year old? He then continues uh, the the list of suggestions of what we can bring before the Lord to thank Him and to repay Him for what He has done for the, for for them. In verse seven, will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my tr- firstborn for my transgression, the fruits of my body for the sin of my soul? Um, you know, he he increases the suggestions that what what we can give the Lord to say thank you and to repay back what He has done for us. Um, he suggests an impossible amount of rams and rivers of oil and, you know, some of the hardest things that would be ever possible, <clears throat> the giving of our firstborn. Um, clearly, uh, Micah here is giving a an ironic suggestion. He is not suggesting that we give a thousand rams and a thousand uh, rivers of oil or thousands of ri- ri- rivers of oil and thousands of rams. Uh, Elder Dale G. Renland says this, quote, Micah satirically wondered whether even exorbitant offerings might be enough to compensate for sin. The answer is no. Good deeds are not sufficient. Salvation is not earned. Not even the vast sacrifices Micah knew were impossible can redeem the smallest sin. Left to our own devices, the prospect of returning to live in God's presence is hopeless. Without the blessings that come from Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, we can never do enough or be enough by ourselves. The good news, though, is that because of and through Jesus Christ, we can become enough, close quote. Um, this reminds me of the, um, the verse in Mosiah uh, when King Benjamin is speaking about how when we try to repay the Lord back or try to do something to, say, to, to pay the Lord back, he then blesses us again and we are unprofitable servants. Um, it says in Mosiah uh, chapter 2 uh, verse 20 to 21. I say unto you, my brethren, that if you should render all the thanks and praise which your whole soul has power to possess to that God who has created you and has kept and preserved you and has caused that you should rejoice and has granted that you should live in peace one another, I say unto you that if you should serve him who has created you from the beginning and is preserving you day by day to day by lending you breath, that you may live and move according to do to your own will and even supporting you from one moment to another, I say if you should serve him with all your whole souls, yet you would be unprofitable servants, close quote. So yeah, this is um, an example, another way of expressing the fact that we cannot pay back the, what the Lord, what he has done for us. It's impossible for us, <laughs> and it's not a, a um, an over-exaggeration to use the word impossible. It is impossible for us to ever pay back what has been done for us by our Saviour. But the point the fact remains that is that he has done it for us. So what does the Lord want us to do? What does he want us to be? In verse eight, he hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what the and sorry, this is verse eight back in Micah 6. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee. But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Um a few things I love about this verse. Um love mercy and we'll talk about the importance again of mercy and again mercy comes up in these verses in the old testament uh, and to walk humbly with thy god um not not towards not um you know after but with him um i think is another powerful um preposition that's used there um that he will be with us and we just need to humbly walk with him um but that is um that's very similar actually to the response in mosiah chapter 3 Uh, that uh, King Benjamin gives when he asks the same question of, well, what does he want us to do if we're unprofitable servants? In Mosiah 2, sorry. Um, In verse 22, uh, it says, and behold, all that he requires of you is to keep his commandments and has promised you that if you keep his commandments, you should prosper in the land. And he never doth vary from that which he have said. Therefore, if you keep his commandments, he doth bless you and prosper you. So, a bit more of the focus on um doing justly, which is what Micah mentions here. But perhaps for that people at that time, in that context, that was what they needed to focus on more rather than the loving mercy and walking humbly. Um perhaps um King uh, I, uh, King ben, uh, King Benjamin knew at that moment that they were ready to be humble um and and love mercy. But perhaps they needed to change some of their behaviours a bit more. Um but um what I love uh, is this quote by Elder Quentin L. Cook, because this uh, refers to the, the loving mercy. Um, he says, quote, When we are truly humble, we pray for forgiveness and forgive others. When we read, As we read in Mosiah, I am taught that often as we repent, the Lord will forgive our trespasses. On the other hand, as indicated in the Lord's Prayer, when we do not forgive others' trespasses, we bring ourselves under condemnation. Because of the atonement of Jesus Christ through Through repentance, our sins are forgiven. When we do not forgive those who trespass against us, we are in effect rejecting the Saviour's atonement. Holding a grudge and refusing to forgive and refusing to humbly approach our relationships in a Christ-like manner truly brings us under a condemnation. Holding a grudge is poisonous to our souls. Close quote. Um, Again, this is a very difficult thing to do and it really can be, especially as mentioned yesterday, we spoke about this um, when... Things have been done against us which are life-changing, which are horrific, which are very difficult to forgive. Um, But we can find healing through that forgiveness. Not condoning and not um, accepting the wrongdoings that have been done to us. Those need to be removed and repented of by the individual. But um, once that process has begun, then holding that grudge will not help us in any way. Uh, And to heal and strengthen and sustain us uh, we need to seek forgiveness and uh, we need to offer, I guess, um, that forgiveness um, and showing, you know, just how powerful the atonement of our saviour is. So Micah, some great verses and messages there. Uh, and we'll um, we'll end it there. Thank you very much for joining us this week in Jonah and Micah. Uh, tomorrow we'll continue with uh, something else that we've studied uh, apart from our uh, outside of the Come Follow Me study. Uh, and then we'll jump into our next uh, study next week. Uh, We've only got three more weeks of uh, Old Testament left and uh, it's rapidly uh, moving away now. We've got uh, three books to look in next week. So I hope you do join us for that. Uh, Some of, you know, the even lesser known minor prophets, I would say. So far, I mean, we've had um, Hosea and Joel were were pretty, I I guess, understood, understudied for me. Amos, we knew quite a bit about. Jonah, um, you know, we know very much about but this week and uh, next week nahum habakkuk and zephaniah uh, will be interesting to to pull out and uh, see what we can learn from these books which i know is very under undermarked in my scriptures so please do join us for that uh, and uh, we'll um, and please share what you study out of those as well it'd be great to hear what you learn uh, in your study each week on the facebook group or at uh, lds study session at gmr.com thank you so much for your time and until we meet again